Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to Let's Get It Out. My name's Daniela. Right now, I'm in a wonderful mood. I just came back from work. It was such a good day at work. The sun is shining. It's been a while. It's been snowing like all the past for the past two weeks. It has been nonstop snowing and so it's sunny outside. I might go out for a run later. I'm really excited. It's, it's just a good day today. And let me just start off by saying, wow, it's the first full week since releasing my podcast and the tremendous, tremendous amount of support I've received from you guys. I, it was so unexpected. I did not expect it from you guys. Y'all are so amazing. Thank you to everyone who listened, who helped spread it out. Who And then thank you for the comments I got. Oh my God, you guys were so nice and sweet. You, you guys brined up my day. And so this is why, that's why I want to start talking about it today. So I want to start talking about expectations. So I'm going to break this into three segments. The first one's going to be external expectations. The second's going to be internal expectations. And then the third is expectations from us onto others. So let's just get right into it. So internal expectations. To define it, this is my definition for it. What individuals expect from us? Simple. And so to get straight into it, where does it come from? Where usually it comes from, it's family, friends, professors, coaches, coworkers, stereotypes in society. And the most common places that you could find this is in work, school, and sports. Those are the most common places you can find this and this is my opinion agree to disagree tell me if I'm wrong but I oppose the statement that all expectations are bad there's people that are gonna be like no all of them are gonna be bad but just hear me out there are multiple there's two main forms of expectations there's the positive and then there's negative so let's break that down so an example of like positive expectations, let's say your boss or your professor is expecting you to try your best on a project or some task. The impact of that is putting in the effort and trying your best. And that's all they, they, they just expect you to try your best. So it creates that good habit of putting in effort and not being lazy. And just like another one would be Let's say you're on the varsity, volleyball, basketball, whatever sport you're in. And you're expected to play well because, well, you're on varsity. Duh. Like, why would you not? It's just one plus one equals two. And so the impact of that would be striving to be better at the game through practice. Why would you go onto the field or court and just not try? Because then there's no reason for you to be on varsity. And like another one would be, let's say your family members are expecting you to do your laundry. A good impact of that is not only does your dirty ass laundry get cleaned that's been sitting there for over two weeks. Don't think I don't know you haven't cleaned your laundry yet. But if you do it, you learn how to manage your responsibilities. Okay, now let's move to some negative expectations. 
a most common one would be your parents putting on the pressure on you to become a doctor or a lawyer. Those high white collar occupations. And so the impact of that would be feeling conflicted and may you may feel like unworthy of your wants and desires because someone else wants you to be something else that you don't want to do. Because what if you want to be a florist or a graphic designer or a ch- chicken catcher? I, I, a chicken catcher. That's, I don't know where that came from. That's just the first thing that came to my head. Don't ask me why. Anyways, that, you know, why would you, no, you you rather do what you want to do. Don't live up to theirs. And another one would be, let's say you've been absent from school for a good while, for like two, three weeks, and you missed a lot of content that was going on in class. And when you come back, your professor teacher hands you a thick packet, capital T on the thick, of work that you got to do, but you never got the material. And your teacher expects you to get it all finished. And it's not going to, they're not going to teach you, teach you the material because they got other stuff to do. And they expect you to turn it in in less than a week. And remember, that was a capital T-H thick packet. So, I mean, how do, how do they expect you to do that? And the impact of that, you're going to you're gonna become overwhelmed and stressed. And you won't, you won't be able to do the work with the proper teaching of your teacher. And so positive expectations keep us in check. They lead us to strive for something greater. And we we feel good in the end. That's how you distinguish. You feel good of the end result. Negative expectations can cause symptoms of fatigue, stress, unworthiness, unworthiness, and low self-esteem. And expectation, negative expectations, not always, but are usually high expectations, which will usually lead to out, something called outcome-oriented thinking. And I did some research on this. It's um, from an article from a guy named Ellie Straw. And so what outcome-oriented thinking is, is becoming obsessed with the end result and ignoring or focusing less on the actual process itself. And so I was thinking about this. So if we are so obsessed with the aftermath, we start to fear of not achieving the outcome that we desire. And that's where that negative intrusive thoughts come to play. That fear will follow you. And it will lead you to avoid that climax that will determine whether or not you meet that expectation. So this is my hypothesis based on what I've seen. The causes of negative and, well, both positive and negative expectations can cause a certain level of drive. And this all depends on the type of person that you are. And so... It causes two different types of drive. 
there's intense drive and there's low drive. So the intense drive is becoming obsessed and overworking yourself in the attempt to hit that expectation. And the low drive is having low effort or no effort at all in hitting that expectation. However, you or the individual will still obsess and complain that you'll never reach that expectation. That's either one of the two ways you're going to go about it. That's just my opinion. Agree to disagree. Tell me I'm wrong. But, yeah, again, it will, you, it will be chosen based on the type of person you are. Personally, I'm the type of person that goes into intense drive. I will not stop until I reach what I want. That's just, I guess I just grew up like that. And so... Well, then we have to ask the question, how do we deal with these external expectations that are upon us? So what I did is think long and deep, stare into a wall. I usually stare at my ceiling. You guys, do you guys have like those popcorn ceilings? I would like, as a child, always stare at the wall or like at the ceiling and just like think... And like look at the shapes that are in it. I don't know. It was just me. Something I did when I was younger. But anyways. To deal with those. How do we deal with those expectations? And so we would ask three. I would ask these questions. One. Is this expectation benefiting me? Or is it benefiting another person? Because it should always benefit you. It shouldn't be in the benefit or in the good for someone else. It should be always in for you. The second one is, is the end result of this expectation going to fulfill me and bring me happiness happiness in some way? Is it, like, kind of goes back to the first one now, so is it benefiting you or person B? The third one is, is this something I want? Or does the other person want it from me? We shouldn't try to please others. That's where sometimes it would be hard for a person that's a people pleaser. But we should always do it because we want it to, not just because, not just because someone else wants us to. And then the fourth is remember you're the only person that control that you are in control of your life. No one else. No one else is in control of what you do, what you say. It's only on you. And so what ways that I deal with external expectations is I mostly personally I mostly receive expectations that have to do with either my love life or my academic knowledge and so when I come across those I always try to remind myself I don't owe anyone anything I always have to step back and think who I don't have to do this to please the other person because they don't own me they don't they it's not my life it's not their life so I'm in the control of that they can't do and they will not control 
who I am and what I do. And that's why I always try to remind myself. And it's a good way to not become a people pleaser. And that's just something that I usually do. Moving on to internal expectations. So the definition for that, your expectations are for what you have for yourself. The expectations that you have for yourself. And places that usually, or things that it would come from is, this is my, again, hypothesis, opinions, agree to disagree. Self-esteem, ego, and people you're close with. And so external expectations impact internal ones. An example of this would be when it comes to parent-child relationships. This is what I've seen and read. We, I remember in English, I was, we were going over this lesson and it has to do with parents and children. And this is where I, it, I got this from. So when it comes to those types of relationships, if the parent has low expectations on, for the child, the child is going to reach for those low expectations, thus creating those low internal expectations. So when it comes to ego and self-esteem, if you, high ha- if you have high self-esteem and an ego, you will have in- high internal expectations. Because you're confident enough to know what you're capable of doing. In contrast to having no self-esteem or no ego, you have low self-esteem. You have low, you're going to have low internal expectations. Because you don't have the confidence or trust in yourself to believing that you can reach those goals. And this is going to be my opinion, everybody. In my opinion, everyone should have internal expectations, but the catch is they must be realistic. Don't set the bar too high for yourself, but set it high enough where you can reach it. And so to make sure it's reachable, if you can reach the bar, I would ask these three questions. Is it beneficial for me? Will the end result be beneficial for me? The second one is, is the process feasible? Is it possible that you can reach it? And the third is, is it reachable with an achievable timestamp? So adding, contributing these three, this is an example I can give you. Let's say... Let's say you're watching the Olympics on TV and you're watching a group of swimmers. That's the kind of trying to illustrate the scenery for you. It's a giant pool with those, I don't know what they're called, but you know, those little float things that like make a track type in the water. You know those? Yeah. Right? Okay, so you're watching a group of swimmers battle for the title of the fastest laps done, right? You all, we all, we've all seen at least like a commercial of like, what's his name, Michael Phelps? Yeah, that guy. Anyways. Okay, so you're watching and you are just in awe of their skill and how fast they're going. And it inspires you, which, and then you expect yourself, you think and you expect yourself and say, 
you're going to become the next Olympic champion swimmer. Well, honey bun, that's going to be hard when you're eight years old, can't swim, and you have to plug your nose when going underwater. No, no shame to anyone who has to plug their nose in jumping the water, but you're, it's not going to happen. You, with all those three components, it's not feasible for you to become the next Michael Phelps. I'm sorry to tell you, Honeybone, but it's not going to happen. So to create realistic expectations, what I would do is work your way up in small goals. For example, this is going to apply a little bit more to me, but if it applies to you, good for you. You expect yourself to be in control of your emotions. This is probably, it could be, it could apply to anybody. You expect yourself to be in control of your emotions. The reality is that you're not always going to have control on what you feel, but you can try to control on how you feel them. For example, let's say you go to the store and you're really in the mood for some what what they're called what are those sugar cookies those classic you know those white classic sugar cookies that have like the sprinkles on them those everybody knows those you either hate them or you love them there's no in between and you're trying to look for them because they're your they're they're your favorite cookie you're you just need them right now you go to the store you go to the bakery aisle or whatever your local decadent pastries are and you see that they're sold out. What I'm trying to say, try not to have a mental breakdown in the middle of a Walmart. So when it comes to like controlling those emotions, this is I it, this is what I do, but I'm just using myself as an example. Let's say I needed those cookies and I am about to have a mental breakdown in the middle of a Walmart. What I do when I'm starting to feel heavy emotions or like when I'm losing my patience on somebody or something, I personally start counting my times tables. This is, I've been doing this for a long time now. So I'll usually like, I'll feel like that rush coming in and I'll start saying in my head, one times one equals one, one times two equals two, one times three equals three. And I'll just, and so on. I'll just keep doing that until I'll calm down and just like able not, I'm just, until I, I do it until I'm not crying or I'm not, yeah, you know. So do whatever you have to do to reach your expectations. Do, you, do what you have to do to reach healthy expectations of yourself. But just learn, make it realistic, achievable, and learn to not stress yourself in achieving it. Moving on to third, expectations from us onto others. So for this part of the episode, I was having a hard time forming my words because it was it was hard. I don't know. I was sort of procrastinating it and saying, 
oh, it will come to me eventually. And then the next day would come by. I'm like, mm, I'm not really feeling it right now. I'm kind of just, I'm, I'll push it aside. It will come to me tomorrow. And ironically, a couple of days ago, I experienced something where it helped me form ideas on this. So long story short, I had this event that was going on. And it was an event where you could bring loved ones to yeah just you could just bring your loved ones to like help you support or something whatever that and so I'm at the event and then I'm uh, I asked this loved one if like hey do you want to come and I had the expectation of them gonna say yes because from a loved one I like of course you expect them to say yes that they did not come. And so while I was at the event, I was kind of, I turned, I kind of went into like a bad mood. I don't know if anyone did notice. I tried my best to like hide it. I didn't want to be unprofessional because I was volunteering at it, but, but that's what went on. And so driving home from the event, I had that epiphany of what I just went through and I realized it correlated so well to this part of the show and I'm just I was really like happy I'm like oh I finally can write it write my words down it's gonna be great and so I didn't feel so bad in that moment after and so when forming my words then the next day, I went to work. And I was interacting with customers. Well, working I work in retail. So I was work, um, interacting with customers, and it came with more thoughts of how to deal with our expectations on other people. So when it comes to working retail, it is part of my job description. It is, it's just my job to... I'm putting on my retail voice for a sec, but like... I'll go up to people, I'll go up to customers and be like, are you guys looking for everything all right? Do you guys need any help with anything? Or in like, also, I also greet people at the door, welcome in and uh, hope you have a good day to people. And it's just what I have to do. It's what I do. And there's going to be instances where people blatantly ignore you. And in that moment, I'm like, oh, okay. You, I kind of feel like that standing emoji. If you just try to imagine me standing like that in the middle of a shoe store. Yeah, that's how I feel in that moment. Is it hurtful? It is very hurtful sometimes. But what I realized, I need to stop expecting a reply from people. Is it rude not to reply? Yes, it is rude, but at the end of the day, it, it is what it is. I'm not, I try to not let it make or break my day. So the claim and overall view of this is lower your expectations on people to a certain extent. So the takeaway is don't doubt people, but don't put them on a pedestal either. 
So an example of this is, let's say you're going to meet up a new friend or you're going on a date and you've never made plans with this person until now. You've never gone out with them at all. And so a set location and time was put in place. You arrive to the location on time. However, the other individual arrives 20 minutes late. Personally, when someone's late is one of my biggest pet peeves. It's going to be, you arrive, I give a max of five to ten minutes being late anything else i it's gonna be hard for me to enjoy the rest of the night with that thought i understand if there's like some things like if there's a valid reason for being late. let's say like oh there was a car crash and like traffic was held up and all that i'll i'll let slide but five to ten minutes max okay whatever and then fast forward Back to the story. Fast forward and you guys make plans to meet up again. You should not have the expectation that they are going to arrive on time. Even if they will, even if they say they will arrive on time. Don't, don't do it to you, babe. It, it, they did it once is the very likelihood they are going to do it again. So you need to separate hope from logic that's why you need to think logically when it comes to expectations and so when it comes to dealing with these expectations back to my retail story I just try not to let it make or break me whether just you need, you need to have a logical standpoint on these and try not to have so much hope and so whether or not people achieve your expectations don't let it make or break you don't worry or stress yourself out on reaching other people's expectations cuz at the end of the day no one, not even ourselves, should hold anyone to an expectation that isn't in the best interest for that person. Because it isn't your life. It's your life, not anyone else's. No one should be trying to intrude themselves their way in and be like, you need to do this and you need to do that. They shouldn't be doing that. It's not their life. And you personally should be also going into someone else's life and be like, do this and do that. Because it's also not my life. The only person that you can control on what you do and what you say and what your actions are is yourself. And do what makes you happy. Don't do what others, don't, don't be a people pleaser. Because no, even if you meet their expectations... You're not going to feel good about yourself. Do what makes you happy and what you want to do. Don't do it for someone else. Do it for yourself. Because it's going to make you feel good at the end of the entire process. And with that, thank you guys for listening.
This was so much fun. I I'm really happy today. And go follow Let's Get It Out podcast on Instagram. There's gonna be chances for you guys to have your opinions or questions answered on the show. And it's all anonymous, so go at it. And I'll be back next Sunday with another episode.